Coming up on podcast 1535, Hyundai take the lead with EV efficiency with their new Ionic 6. But how good is it? Stick around and I'll tell you what I know. Also on the podcast today, the Germans still love their electric cars. Volvo building a charging corridor. And how to get a discount on the Cadillac Lyric. Those stories and a lot more coming up today. Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information. First one of the week, Monday, 18th of July. It's Martin Lee here, and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. We'll start with news about the world's biggest EV battery maker. They're a Chinese company called CATL, and they're considering their new locations for battery manufacturing, which in itself is a great piece of news because we want more batteries to be made. That means more EVs, right? They are looking at Two locations in Mexico. They could be using Mexico to build their cells made into batteries to supply Tesla and Ford. The company is contemplating an investment of five billion US dollars equivalent. But a final decision hasn't been made, and the size of the investment could change. Bloomberg reporting in March uh, that they could invest that amount of money to build an 80 gigawatt hour factory. That's 80 gigawatt hours worth of cells every single year coming out of that factory. Now, CATL has been looking at a plant in the US for years, but what with the rising geopolitical tensions between the US and China, it's never happened. I'll pop a link to automotive news in the show notes if you'd like to read more about this story. But CATL is under competitive pressure. It is the number one right now, but facing competition from LG, Samsung, Panasonic, and more, all linking deals to build domestic battery facilities on U.S. soil. Now let's talk about a brand that has been slow to go full EV. That would be Jeep, owned by the company Stellantis. And they had a presentation earlier this year in which the first purpose-built all-electric Jeep was shown off. And now we have some new spy shots to have a look at it. It'll ride on their ECMP platform. It'll be followed by models that are all electric from the likes of Alfa Romeo and Fiat. They're going to build it in their Polish facility, we think. And the all-electric powertrain should be the same as... It should be the same as what we see in other Stellantis cars, like the Peugeots and DSs and Opals. Uh, So that would be 50-kilowatt-hour battery pack and 100-kilowatt motor, 100-kilowatt DC fast charging, Looks like it could debut later this year, unless they use some sort of next-generation technology. It feels to me like they've got a lot on the shelf they can use from their other brands and, and, and various things they own. But it almost feels like that's just a little outdated now for an EV launching this year to go on sale next year. That 100-kilowatt charge speed just seems to hold it back a little bit. I wouldn't mind paying a little more premium pricing if they were able to maybe get 120 or 150-kilowatt DC fast charging, possibly come with a 75 kilowatt hour battery as well. It just feels that that set of specs, that all their cars and vans, which are great, by the way, starting to feel long in the tooth. But hey, I talk about these things every single day, so maybe time moves at a different pace for me. Maybe that's still fantastic for the market. Uh, I'll pop a link to Motor One in the show notes where they've got a picture of that decamouflaged Jeep. 
which is about the size of a Renegade, a bit smaller than a Renegade, if that makes sense to you, um, which will be really, really interesting in terms of the pricing uh, and where it fits in the marketplace. Now, headline story, and that's Hyundai taking a leap with EV efficiency. I talked about the Ionic 6 a couple of times recently uh, when the first set of YouTube videos came out a couple of weeks ago, and then they did a sort of official unveiling last week on Thursday. But one of the things that passed me by at the time, tut tut, you think I've never done this before, was to take a look at the efficiency. So if it comes with a a battery of 77.4 kilowatt hours, say it's got the same size battery as the Hyundai Ionic 5. For the Ionic 6, they gave the range figure being well over 300 miles. And you start to have to think, hang on, I missed I missed that. I missed the efficiency. Because not only is it more slippery, because it's entirely different to that kind of blocky 8-bit retro styling, it's still got those pixel themes in it, but it's a slippery beast, the Ionic 6. Second all-electric vehicle from them. And when you look at the claimed mileage and the battery size going in it, it's an efficiency of 6 kilometres per kilowatt hour. Now, that is one of the highest rates in the world for electric vehicles. So six kilometres per kilowatt hour uh, on a dedicated platform that is being used already shows they have made improvements because simply making the car more slippery, uh, drag coefficient 0.21, I believe, from my notes somewhere, that doesn't give you all of those gains. So if you want to do 6Ks per kilowatt hour, they have to have made some Improvements with heat, battery, power control systems, as well as making it look slippery. So it looks like they're improving the platform. Now they've got the Arnic 5 out there, the Kia EV6 out there. I don't know about you, but it was always one of those things that confused me. A real head-scratcher, because the Kona, E-Nero, very, very efficient. They seem to do a lot with very little. Well, actually, still a 64-kilowatt-hour battery pack for the big one is quite a lot. But they, they seem to get so much efficiency. Hey, look at the original Ionic. That was a range monster with whatever the size battery pack is it 28 kilowatt hour battery pack in that and yet with the new dedicated evs we were also excited to see what they would do with it and they seem to take a step backwards and drop the ball a bit but this would be a decent set of improvements and make it very very efficient uh, ahead of tesla i think actually right there's some news coming out of Germany today for the full battery electric vehicle market, BEV, not hybrids. 13.5% is really impressive uh, for pure battery electric cars and a quarter of electric cars registered in Germany more in the first half of this year than the same period last year, according to the Federal Motor Transport Authority, the KBA. Uh, That brought the share of fully electric cars to 13.5% in the first half of the year. Overall, registrations of alternative-driven cars, so BEVs, plug-in hybrids, and yes, shabby hybrids as well, uh, rose by 14% to 44% of all new cars. But we really only care about the number which have plugs on the side, and I couldn't find that one out. Either way, German brands achieving a 51% uh, new passenger uh, registration uh, with electric drive in that reporting period. So the Germans still loving their German brands. Next in the news, Volvo, but Volvo trucks. 
which is very different, by the way. Uh, Volvo Trucks in the USA, and Volvo Trucks of North America specifically, uh, have said they're going to work with partners in California to build a publicly accessible charging network for medium-duty and heavy-duty trucks. Construction will begin this year and be finished by the end of next year. The project will connect several metro areas in California, removing key barriers to the deployment of those medium-duty and heavy-duty trucks. The electrified charging corridor project is supported by a $2 million grant from California. Popping a link to Electrive in the show notes for that one. Well, General Motors has a way for you to get your Cadillac Lyric a little bit cheaper if you agree to be tracked where you go in an unprecedented move by a car maker. General Motors giving customers big discounts on a brand new and, you know, supply-limited electric vehicle, the Cadillac Lyric, easy for me to say, all-electric SUV. If you sign a non-disclosure agreement, you cannot talk about this. The first rule of Cadillac Lyric Secret Club is you don't talk about Cadillac Lyric Secret Club. But you get $5,500 off the purchase or lease price of the Lyric if you agree to be tracked. Now, GM clearly want to see how you're using the vehicle, How real? not just test drivers, not just people within the company, not just staff and friends and family, but real EV drivers to see where they go, what they do with it, how they charge it, state of charge, how people leave it, the kind of charging they do with it. So what do you reckon? Would you get $5,500 off a car if there's a little black box from GM in the boot so they know exactly how you're driving it, what you're doing with it? The select customers, some of them have been chosen already, signing an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. That means they keep mum about this experience of owning and driving one of the most desirable electric cars on the market. GM say, we will use this program to learn more about customer behaviours and their vehicles. But beyond that, the details of this program are a private agreement between customers and Cadillac. I'll pop a link to USA Today in the show notes if you'd like to find out more. You know, I know that Tesla drivers get a lot of stick. A lot of Tesla hardcore fans, the U- like the ones with YouTube channels, they get a lot of stick, don't they, for basically being Elon Musk's beta testers. But that's what they are. You know, Tesla did change so many of the rules by creating a brand everybody wants. Then, well, many people wanted. Then letting them be beta testers. Then when stuff doesn't work, saying, well, hey, we're a Silicon Valley company. We're Tesla. We are, it's in beta, right? So it's not expected to work perfectly. And not only did people not mind, they absolutely loved being part of that. Now, I see it a lot with FSD beta videos on YouTube where it doesn't work. It tries to drive you into a wall or down a one-way street. And the owners that have spent $60,000-$70,000 on a car and then some for FSD are going, this is amazing. I'm improving the system. I'm helping them with the mission. (laughs) That wouldn't be for me. It is for some people. They love it. They love being part of that that exclusive gang and, uh, and doing the beta testing work. And so it seems like GM doing a version of that, I would say, but giving rather than charging people ten, twelve thousand dollars for FSD uh, for the privilege, actually giving them a discount. So there you go. That's the power of Tesla, though. You can charge people to be beta testers, and they're grateful for it. On the way, very soon, we'll talk about the ex-Tesla staff building an RV, and Aston Martin could look to Lucid or even Rimats. For some help to go electric, stick around. Those stories, they're going beyond the way. All right, now let's talk Polestar. And they won't officially debut the next 
one in the lineup. That'll be Polestar 3, if you've been following along after Polestar 1 and 2, until the autumn, but they are sharing pricing, which is odd. Normally, we see the car, and then we get the specs, and then we get the pricing. But they're doing it the other way around. The CEO, Thomas Ingenlath, saying the Polestar 3 will start at €75,000 and finish at €110,000. And what with the exchange rate price parity, that's pretty much $75,000 equivalent to $110,000, $111,000 equivalent. That price tag would put the base Polestar in the same category as a Model Y from Tesla and a Rivian r one which if there is still incentives, of course, they would get the full federal tax credit incentive plus state-level stuff as well. There will be uh, several trims of the Polestar 3, clearly, if there's a price gap of uh, 35000 between the base and the top. Uh, but interesting, they're giving us the pricing before we see the car. But there we go. Polestar 3 looks like it's going to be mega either way. Now let's talk about the ex-Tesla staff who want to build an all-electric RV. What started as a pet project to electrify food trucks in the San Fran area, an enterprise inspired by the generators that greeted these guys who used to work at Tesla. They're called Ben Parker, and I forget his uh, partner in crime. Oh, Toby Krause. Uh, They used to hear all of the generators behind the food trucks every day on their lunch break at Tesla. And they were thinking, there's got to be a better way to electrify food trucks. That's evolved into a larger, more lucrative undertaking. Uh, They have set their sights well beyond food trucks and aiming instead on building an all-electric RV company that upends the industry, according to Autoblog.com, who write, Lightship Energy, the startup that the pair co-founded in May 2021, was soon charging forward with their goal. The Lightship is not only trying to design and produce an electric travel trailer that ditches the propane tanks and generators that creates a bummer of an RV camping experience. Uh, The company is trying to remove a barrier for owners of all electric SUVs and trucks who want to haul their travel trailer. An EV truck with a 300-mile range at 65 miles an hour when you're towing a full-on RV trailer becomes a 100-mile truck, says Parker, who is the CEO of the company. Uh, So they're creating a powered trailer with batteries in, uh, which helps the tow vehicle get some decent range. I'll pop a link to Autoblog in the show notes so you can read more. Next, Aston Martin announcing a £653 million investment uh, to help pay back some debt, ramp EV production and develop new electric vehicles. Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. Now, you may remember them from previous greatest hits as Lucid Motors and McLaren making a £78 million investment. Mercedes-Benz also upping their stake in Aston Martin, amongst other shareholders. Now, Aston Martin is looking at other platforms to go EV. They're behind. They have cancelled one of their EV projects already. So where else can they go? Lawrence Stroll, uh, the owner, uh, recently mentioning three front runners: Mercedes-Benz, Rimats or Lucid. That would make sense because, well, the Saudi Arabian fund, big investor in Lucid putting a production facility in Saudi Arabia to make lucids and maybe, I don't know, Aston Martins in the Middle East. You never know, but they'll look at one of those companies to probably piggyback and get a bit of a head start 
or to catch up with the Aston Martin all-electric. Next, another state going electric with the public federal money. It's almost like a daily uh, podcast topic. This time it's Arizona, the state of Arizona, unveiling their plans for the EV vehicle infrastructure plan uh, using part of that $5 billion of the federal money. Under the program, Arizona gets $76.5 million over five years uh, to create these charges along I-17, I-10, I-8, Interstate 19, and that's been designed with high-powered chargers every 50 miles uh, within one mile of the interstate, with at least four of them at each location. Next, Elon Musk saying that we should see steam running on Teslas, and that means nothing to you. You're probably not a gamer. In other words, they want to expand their collection of in-car gaming by adding steam. He was on Twitter replying to a tweet saying they're making progress with integrating uh, that demo next month. They already offer a number of games in Tesla Arcade. You can play Cuphead or Sonic. And uh, the thing is, Tesla, like many things they promise and often deliver on, it's just the timescale gets a bit wobbly because we were promised Cyberpunk 2077 and we were promised The Witcher on new Model S, Model X vehicles. It comes with the AMD Ryzen processor, AMD GPU as well. And yet, yeah, we don't see too much progress being made there. So by adding uh, the Steam platform... Uh, that could help Tesla add some games to those cars. They're also staying with Tesla in Texas, asking their drivers to avoid charging. In Texas, Tesla asking their owners to avoid charging vehicles in peak demand hours. A recent heat wave putting much, much stress on the Texas power grid. And so Tesla have asked their owners in the states to avoid charging between 3 and 8 p.m. to conserve energy. And finally, here's a great story from somebody who has clearly uh, got a real passion for pushing their EV to the limit, a Chinese vlogger. He owns a Model Y from Tesla, Trenson Chongqing, I think I would pronounce his name, and his friend reached base camp of Mount Everest. And why is that important? Because no EV has ever done it before. The two men set out on a 1,500-mile road trip from Chengdu to Mount Everest to prove EVs can do it. Uh, they extensively modified their Model Y for the trip, and they also took along a Model X to see if both cars could survive the harsh high-altitude conditions, the rough terrain, and it didn't stop them. Camp mode ensured they could sleep in their cars comfortably overnight, as there were no hotels, and after five days, they reached their destination, base camp of Mount Everest. Altitude of 5,200 metres, that's is 17,000 feet where the air gets a little bit thin. And both vehicles, of course, ran perfectly. A remarkable feat, says Inside EVs, for both Teslas and electric vehicles in general. And that's your podcast for today. Question of the week takes a wee break right now, but it will return shortly. Uh, You can email me anytime about anything. Uh, Hello at evnewsdaily.com is my email address. Thanks to our premium partners, Phil Roberts of Electric Future. Brad Crosby, thank you, my friend. Porsche of the village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging uh, on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. If you want some charging hardware, that should be your first stop. Derek Riley should be your first stop on YouTube for watching great EV reviews on EV Review Island. And Richard at rsev.co.uk should be your first stop for buying and selling EVs in the UK. Octopus Electric Juice are the only ones you need when you do stop. They make public charging simple with one card, one map, and one app. And when you want to stop and have a break, 
for maybe a week or a weekend. Check out smilbrookcottages.co.uk. Five-star luxury cottages in Devon. It'll charge up your EVs while you're there. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.